I'm Bianca Mattison Amos, and this is Once Broken, a podcast dedicated to sharing inspiring life lessons and remarkable stories of healing and redemption. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Once Broken. I'm Bianca Mattison Amos. My guest today is 17-year-old Olivia Day, who was bullied in middle school. And from that horrible experience, she was motivated to start an organization that supports young girls through the power of sports and mentorship. Thank you so much for being here today, Olivia. Thank you so much for having me. So Olivia and I actually met last year. I made a short documentary about her organization, Just Like a Girl. I just found them on the internet and I felt like her story was so inspirational, what she's doing for young girls. And I felt like oh my God, if I had someone like this in my life when I was a kid and struggling at nine and 10 years old, like I wouldn't have had so many issues with myself uh, when I was growing up. So I made this documentary about her organization. Some of you may not know that I'm a little bit of a filmmaker. I am actually studying broadcasting uh, at Centennial College right now, uh, doing filmmaking, radio, TV, and digital media. So Olivia was a bit of a a project of mine and it turned out really well. If you want to check out the documentary later on, you can view it on my website, biancamattison-amos.com. So I was so impressed with the work that Olivia is doing in the community and for young girls in Scarborough and Toronto and just generally how she was just making a difference in people's lives that I just really wanted to sit down with her on the podcast today and talk about what she went through when she was younger and how she overcame it and started this organization. So Olivia, again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. So Olivia, you were bullied in middle school. Tell me how it started. Yeah, so I feel like it started because my family and I, we moved around a lot when I was in middle school and I was always the new kid. So it was kind of hard to make friends and I was always kind of the outsider and the kids found that as a vulnerability. And so they decided that um, it was okay to pick on me because I was new and I didn't know anyone. And I feel like that's when everything kind of went south. So how exactly were you bullied? Like what happened to you? So um, it kind of just started out as like, kids just not wanting to play with me at like an age that young it's just um kind of teasing like yeah um but as I got older like through um older grades like grade six seven eight people started being even meaner and they started making fun of me making fun of my weight my race and yeah so like whenever there would be um something that we were watching in class and it had to do with like Indian culture they'd be like I'll look at me and then like they start laughing and I found it really rude sometimes because like that's not okay (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely not okay Mm -hmm. and you've listened to my episodes you know I've had issues myself with Mm -hmm. my weight and feeling like an outsider and I mean as an adult now for the most part I don't care whether people like me or not but as a nine-year-old and a ten-year-old 
yeah. when people wouldn't play with me or called me fat or stuff like that, it felt like the end of my world. So I can just imagine how hard that was for you. Mm-hmm. How how did it affect you? Like, what was, how did you feel about going to school every day? Like, did you feel like you wanted to stay home? I would honestly try to find any excuse to stay home because I hated school at that point. I love the learning part of it. I honestly love school. I just hated the people there and it just ruined the experience for me. But thankfully, high school got better and I made friends and yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad like high school picked up for you and things got better and that you were able to overcome like what happened to you. Mm -hmm. So I know you play sports and I know that there were some issues there as well because at one point you were on a water polo team made up entirely of boys. So tell me firstly how you got on a boys water polo team and what was that experience like and what happened to you in that environment? Yeah, so the reason I started playing water polo is because I was being made fun of because of my weight and everything. And so this one teacher told me to try it and I did. And so the first day I went, it was it was a lot of fun. I made um, a few friends. There were actually two girls there. And eventually um, I kept playing. I loved the sport and the girls left and I ended up being the only girl on a team full of 15 boys. Okay. <laughs> So did you join, because you said that you were having weight issues at the time, Mm -hmm. which I can imagine might have been magnified by having to be in a swimsuit Mm -hmm. um, around, you know, boys and and stuff like that. But why did you start playing water polo? Is it that you wanted to get more exercise and lose weight or just a way to kind of channel how you were feeling on the inside? I was definitely um, apprehensive about the whole swimsuit part because... Well, it's a little um, nerve-wracking because I was already self-conscious self-conscious about the way I looked. But the reason I stuck with it was because um, I saw my brother playing sports and how he like is always determined to what he did. And he did swimming, and I didn't want to just do swimming back and forth. And so I wanted to prove to my parents that, oh, yes, I can stick with something too, and I'm, like, I'll be good at this. Okay, so you... Started playing water polo, the girls left, and you were there alone with the boys on your team. Yep. How did that make you feel? Did you feel like you wanted to give up? Did you feel like it was cool to be the only girl on the team? At first, it was a little scary because I didn't have any more friends. I didn't have anyone to pass with or play with. or And they wouldn't pass me the ball because they thought I was too weak sometimes. And it hurt at first because I didn't have a team. And I wouldn't go to tournaments with them because it's not a co-ed sport at that level. And so I eventually started to get bullied there too. And um, it hurt because I thought all the bullying was like behind me. But then this came back. And then um, so I started... I kept playing. I didn't give up. My coach was really helpful and he um, tried to find different teams I could play with and I was enjoying it and I realized I was improving a lot. And then there were the parents who were being really supportive of how like how much I was improving. And so I decided to stick with it. Okay, so wow, like you went through a lot. (laughs) Like, I mean, the girls left you're there by yourself and then now the boys won't pass you the ball like Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh my god like what did that make you 
like feel like i know you said you were hurt but like for them to be ostracizing you like that like did that make you feel like you wanted to give up i mean yeah i was angry that um they thought i wasn't good enough because i don't know i was pretty good and i was actually better than some of them (laughs) and so um it hurt i was sad i was angry and I i wanted to do something about it and so like I kept telling myself that oh I can be better than them I I'm gonna do things that they can't do, and then I decided that I will make a girls team and I like whether or not um, it doesn't have to be for me but I'm going to start something, so I decided to start my own organization in order to help girls who might have been going through the same things I did. Okay, so you have this organization now. It's called Just, Just like, like a Girl. girl. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is a great name. Thank you. How did you come up with the name for this organization? Um, so I was actually inspired by um, the Always um, Sanitary Product campaign. And they had a campaign where they would get girls to act out actions that are um, stereotypes. So like you run like a girl, you throw like a girl. And so that's where I got my inspiration. Wow, that's cool. That is so cool. (laughs) And it's definitely cool to be a girl and to run like a girl and to Mm -hmm. play like a girl. And because you are a girl who is killing it in water polo and doing so much right now for the community and for these young girls and finding so much success in the things that you're doing. So tell me a little bit about the girls that you are coaching right now and mentoring. Yeah. So um, at uh, my organization, the things that we do are we run camps, mainly water polo and leadership sessions. And so they're for girls in marginalized communities that are ranging from eight years old to 14 years old. And I realized that once these girls show up at the very beginning, they're all very shy, very timid, and they're not very open to trying this new thing. Most of them are just doing it because their parents want them to. And so once um, they start having fun, once they start meeting new people and they start building the connections that you get between a mentor and a mentee, they start um, opening up and they start, you can really see them change and um, their attitude, their um, openness to try new things. And it's really awesome to see how much just eight weeks can do to a girl. I have never had the experience of being a part of a sports team myself. To be honest, when I was growing up, I loved sports. But for the most part, I don't think I was necessarily good at it. And every time I tried something, somebody would make fun of me. And I felt like, no, I can't do this. But I have learned so much from my son who plays basketball and a rep team about how positive sports can be and Mm -hmm. how it raises your self-esteem and gives you confidence and, you know, like helps you to develop a lot of a lot of good skills, such as leadership skills. Mm-hmm. So what has your experience been like and what have you seen in these eight-year-old girls that come into your program? Like, how have they changed? Yeah, so um, what I've personally experienced is, uh, like, while being bullied and after doing the sport, I... My leadership skills, my communication skills, and just everything overall became so much better. And I um, became a more outgoing, confident girl. And I see the same things in these girls. I mean, this sport creates a sense of community for them that they may not have at home or at school. And so it's kind of like an outlet for them. And it's they develop the same skills that I did. I mean, they're more open to trying new things. They're more um, willing to take on a leadership role. And it's these are the girls that are going to be 
um, doing great things in, in the future with these skills that they're learning. So when you were on this team of guys and, you know, you were going through so much, what what is it that you think motivated you to push through, to even find the strength to start this organization? I think the thing that motivated me to continue was the fact that my, um, like at home, my parents like always saw that I would try new things and I wouldn't always stick through with it. And so I wanted to kind of prove to everyone, prove to them that I can do this and I can stick through with something that I want to do, something I believe that can become something great. You were a woman on a mission. <laughs> yeah, basically. And, you know, I can, I, can, I can see that and I can get where you're coming from in the sense that, you know, a lot of times the best thing that people can do for us is to doubt us mm-hmm. because somehow it, it gives you, that, you that fire. It motivates you to do the thing that they said that you couldn't do, to get the thing that they said that you can't have. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that and I'm really happy about the work that you're doing and the girls' lives that are being changed because of it. And that's not the only thing that you're doing because you've been pretty busy in the community. Tell me a bit about your other projects. So I'm a part of a youth counselor group in Scarborough where um, I get to be a part of a bunch of people who make meaningful changes in Toronto and we basically get to be the voice for the youth in Toronto. Wow, you are doing a lot of great things. Like when you were 10 years old and being bullied and being called names, like could you even picture this life for yourself? Could you picture the you that you are right now at 17? I definitely never would have thought that I would have made it this far. I mean, at the time, it seemed like it was like the end of the world. Like I didn't have anything else to do. Like I didn't know what to do or where I was going. And so seeing like looking back now I was like oh my god someone please help like um someone should have helped her and now I'm here being able to be that person that helps other people who could be going through the same things and I'm really happy that I'm that I have a chance to do that there are so many cases of kids being bullied even to the point of suicide like it's it's extremely sad it's getting out of control Mm -hmm. like I grew up in an age where, oh my God, I sound like (laughs) a dinosaur, but I grew up in a time where, you know, like people just thought like, oh, bully, it's just a little, they didn't even call it bullying. It's like, it's just a little like kids picking on you, like it's no big deal. Mm -hmm. But for you and for me at the time, it felt like the end of the world. Yeah. I, when I was growing up, I had really bad acne, like really terrible acne. And I remember kids in school would call me greater face. Like, do you know what a, do you, they still use graters, right? Like those, do you know what a grater is? Yeah, no, but they had these graters in Jamaica that we used to grate like coconut to make it like really, really small. So it just has like these really small, like (laughs) things protruding from it. And that's what they compared my face to. You know, and for me, this acne was like the, pretty much the worst thing ever for me at the time. Like just looking at myself every day and not being pleased with what I saw in the mirror. And then to go to school and to have kids remind me of mm-hmm. the thing that I hate the most about myself. Because like when they were calling you fat and all, did you ever have issues with yourself? Like personally. So outside of them saying, 
this is what you are. Did you have those same feelings yourself that you were struggling with at the time? I thought I was fine before it all started. I mean, I was happy with myself. I was really happy. And then I realized that what the people were saying, like I eventually started to believe that it was true. And it's heartbreaking because a lot of the young kids in our society today go through the same thing. And I can't believe that kids can be so cruel and so mean. I just don't get how someone can have that in them, a little child to want to make someone else feel bad about themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's so important, the kind of work that you're doing, because one girl at a time, you are making sure that this person doesn't have to go through what you went through mm. as a child. And I think it's so important to be building young girls up in this way. What do you think would have helped you to deal with the issues that you had back then with yourself? I think having someone like a peer, like someone closer to my age would have been a lot more helpful at the time because at that age you think that like your parents like as much as they love you they are not going to understand what you're going through even your teachers they'll they'll like they'll deal with the bullying but they'll brush it off as a problem but they don't know it's like something that's reoccurring so much and that's hurting you so much so as long like there are people adults there to support you but sometimes it's not enough and sometimes you get scared and so i feel like it's important to have someone a little closer to your age like a mentor or something that or an outlet that you can go to and talk to. So like at that time, I'm guessing the teachers, of course, were like telling the kids not to do it, but mm -hmm. that didn't stop them from doing it. Yeah. It's the same thing that so many other kids are experiencing. I know for I know for one that a lot of kids, too, they don't even want the teachers to know what's going on because they don't want to be called a tattletale. Yeah. My brother like went through it where things are happening I want to go to his school to talk to his teachers and he's like no 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 you can't do that because mm -hmm. like, then once you report them the bullying only gets worse yeah because the thing is once like the kids find out um that you told on them you become even more vulnerable and it's like you can't handle like a little bit of teasing but it's not a little bit like at that point, you you feel like you seem weak because you can't handle it yourself and you need an adult to help you. And that's what goes through a kid's mind at that age because you feel weak. Like, it's like you're giving up. So you are 17 years old right now. Like, when you look back on where you've been so far, how does that make you feel? I'm actually kind of grateful that I had a chance to go through all that. I mean, I know it wasn't it wasn't great at all but it made me who I am today and as bad as it was it taught me how to deal with certain situations that I wouldn't have the experience and I wouldn't have the passion to like do all this and so I'm grateful that I had the chance to work through all this and it's the way you deal with the things with your struggles that shape you who, into who you are and who you want to be. So just like a girl has been around for about two years now you've been able to teach these girls how to swim, teach them how to play water polo, and also to mentor them. What else do you have in mind for the future of your organization? Like, where do you see this going? I have very high hopes for this. I mean, I want to get to as many people as possible. I want to help as many girls as possible because it's a huge, bullying is a huge problem now and I don't want another girl going through the same things I did. Olivia, again, you are such an inspiration. Thank I'm you. so happy that you were able to 
sit down with me and to talk about your organization. So if you want to find out anything more about what you're doing, where do we go? Um, so we have a website, um, www.justlikeagirl.ca. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Great. Thanks again for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful. If you want to support the growth of this show, please share it on your Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, or anywhere you feel like sharing and tag a friend. Until next time, stay real.